You're listening to Cat and Penda on Fan Service Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fan Service with Cat and Penda. I am Cat. And I am Penda. And today is going to be our darkest episode ever. We are going to be touching on dark topics like Batman. Is he crap or is he just all that? Or, and then we're going to transition to Dritt Stewarton. If you don't know, you're about to know. And then after that, we're going to get into some, who's the best streaming anime, service for streaming anime anyway. But before we get into all that, you know what we do every single time? Penda, what are you sipping on today? I am... Because I have a lot of other stuff to do this afternoon. My Saturday is jam-packed. So I am uh, knocking back an Angry Orchard, my second one of the afternoon. Uh, and then I am... One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, gardening is like hard work. Um, and then mm-hmm. I am chasing it with a San Pellegrino um, blood orange. to fizzy water. Oh, nice. That sounds delicious. And I myself... And refreshing, nice. Uh, myself personally, I am sipping on a nice uh, vodka and orange juice mix, mostly um, mostly orange juice. I'm trying to take it light today. Um, in my patented uh, kitty cat sippy cup, because you know I am an adult baby, as I always say, and I am chasing that down with a hard seltzer line so i wouldn't necessarily call this a screwdriver per se more like a claw hammer so that's what i'm calling my patented drink the claw hammer (laughs) it's a it's a it's a light screwdriver followed by followed by a white claw got it yeah absolutely yeah but you know i have to there you go thank you i have to i have to think i'm clever okay And then real quick, right? and real quick, I just wanted to shout out um, my little pin that I got from one of my friends. And if you can't see it, it's just a cat pin with sunglasses because I love cats. Meow, 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 meow. I am um, actually going to try to find a studying program for crazy cat ladies so I can... Um, get my degree or some type of certificate at least. And because I feel like I shouldn't be doing all of this crazy cat lady work and not be certified somehow, but you should, you should take a picture of it. So everyone can marvel, marvel over it on Twitter. I think I will. Thank you. That is a really good idea. It's, and, it's, this is officially my spirit animal. <laughs> and, and since we're doing shout out, we should shout out to our German listener. Yes. Shout out Shout to out our to German. I, and I, I actually had like a phrase, you know, welcome in German. And I I not only can't remember what it is, I think if I were to pronounce it, I would mispronounce it, thereby causing an international incident. So Yeah, yeah. We're just getting back on track in the international community. Please don't ruin it for everyone, Pinda. Okay. So <laughs> So welcome so. to our German our soul German. You you are the you are our anchor into into uh the EU. So so thank you. Um absolutely. Donka Shay. Donka, yes. <laughs> yeah, hope I hope I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you. Keep coming back. Keep listening. So, but that being said, I might uh, just lose our listeners that we already have by talking about the dreaded topic of Batman isn't that great. <laughs> this is just my personal opinion. He's a horrible superhero. And I'm just going to jump into it. And this is going to, I'm going to try to make this as least ranty as possible. So I did try to break it up into, you know, some subtopics, but um, I do have a tendency to go off the rails. So, you know, pin to pull me back if I get too insane, but I did want to make some points about how, uh, you know, even though, and let me just put this disclaimer out here. 
I enjoy Batman, the animated series. I enjoy most of the, the works that involve Batman, Justice League, all of this stuff. I enjoy his character. But upon watching some of the the, uh, the shows and the movies associated with Batman, it became more and more apparent to me that, you know, he he's an inherently flawed character and definitely should not be anyone's role model. So I wanted to touch on that, uh, that aspect of it. And so, and let me just start off with, I'm not going to be discussing any of the comic book uh, arcs or themes as I'm not familiar with the comics at all, but I've seen most of the Batman works uh, that have been presented in other medias. I've been exposed to, um, Batman, uh, the Arkham video games. I've, I haven't played them, but I've, I've seen Tech Guy play enough of them to, you know, play them enough to understand the uh, plots on them. So I can say, you know, I'm a novice on that. But between um, the 1960s TV series, the seven movies with Batman, countless animated features um, with Batman, of course, the granddaddy of Maul, Batman the Animated Series, um, and yet another reboot that's coming out uh, that's called The Batman with Robert Pattinson, a.k.a. Emo Batman. Um, I really wanted to dive into some of the, the things that I find quite disturbing about this this character and, you know, and why he's not on the right side of history, in my uh, opinion. So I'm just going to start it off with uh, psychology, right? So, of course, don't don't uh, be fooled, everyone. I am not a doctor in any way, shape, or form. No. But, <laughs> no, you're kidding. <laughs> but this guy has serious issues with trauma. Let's face it. If you've seen one Batman movie, at least the first five minutes, you've seen it all. The, the shots that rang out, the broken pearls, the, basically the murder of both of his parents right in front of him, right? But have you ever talked, has there ever been any point during any of these movies where this guy saw a psychiatrist or a counselor? Why didn't Alfred get this guy some help? You know, it seems like every move that he's made as an adult um, has been a direct result of his trauma and, you know, this post-traumatic stress that he's been stuck in through his you know, entire time as being Batman. So I'm, that's one of the things that I'm hugely concerned about. I was like, check on your friend. He's not okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. And, and you think with, and every, every Batman has its different, you know, the origin of, or, you know, who is responsible for, for the death of his parents, you know, was it, was it an early Joker? Or was it, um, was it, I'm not even going to attempt it, but there are several theories about, you know, who, who's behind the death of his parents. But the, the question right. still boils down to if you're, if your character is based on, on an arc, like most series are, then the end of your arc is ideally catching the person responsible for your trauma or bringing mm -hmm. that individual uh, to justice. And it, and it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like it has happened or if it's ever gonna gonna happen and right. and if it actually does happen you know will he will he stop you know i don't think so and and, and i don't i don't think so i don't think so no i, I which I, is I kind of a problem yeah, it's it's definitely a problem. You know, it, it is it's definitely a problem that that young that poor child should have gotten the help and support that he needed a long time ago, but since he didn't, he grew up. And this is what he grew up to, which segues me into the other uh uh topic I wanted to touch on, which is the society, the issues and his effect on his society. And when I say his society, I mean what effect does Batman have on Gotham City and beyond? You know, when you go into the expanded, you know, when he's dealing with the Justice League and, and his social dynamics, because he has some social uh, uh, disorders to where he does not interact 
uh, appropriately with individuals. But just look at it from the 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 bare bones of it. You have this super rich man, and just from my my research, this this guy is estimated to be worth between six and eleven billion dollars. Six and eleven billion dollars. I said it again. He owns this successful Wayne Corp that deals with technology in all of these different ways. Where, but does he use any of that those resources or his company to actually, you know, invest into his city with this crumbling infrastructure and crime that's be so called out of control? No, he spends, I'm sure, millions of dollars on tech gadgets and. And a, a fancy costume with a lot of pockets, a super belt, a souped up uh, midlife crisis mobile, and all of these other gadgets to allow him to ride around through the night and terrorize people and just become, you know, the 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 judge and jury and arrest the, and, and brutalize these individuals throughout the night. And to be honest with you. He's not generating a lot of revenue that I know of as Batman. So it's kind of implied, or at least I'm. my theory is, he's embezzling from his own company. As a matter of fact, they kind of touched on it a little bit um, in uh, The Dark Knight, I think it was, uh, the one with the Joker in it, um, where this young man found irregularities in the budget that, you know, all this money was being, you know, filtered over into the R&D department. And so Lucius Fox basically threatened the, the guy who, you know, to be fair, was bl- going to try to blackmail Bruce Wayne. But hey, if you're, if you have uh, financial irregularities in, in your, in your books, you're kind of a criminal, you know? So that's that's one of my issues that I, I have with with him. Like, what are you doing to enhance your community? Uh, your you, you your persona is billionaire playboy who doesn't really care about anything. I'm sure he donates to some superficial charities. I'm not saying that. But overall, he feels like his one contribution to society is dressing up like a bat and running around through the night and beating people up with their bare hands. Um change my mind Penda, because I, I i i'm i haven't even touched on some of the other well, points. <laughs> yeah, yeah you present uh you present uh a, a pretty strong argument you're you're right bruce wayne is not he doesn't seem terribly um well adjusted if lucius is threatening um people who who may or or may not be trying to blackmail bruce wayne and and Wayne Enterprises, you know, that sort of violates the whistleblower act. There, there's a there's a lot mm-hmm. going on here. And and on its surface, Gotham City is not the cleanest city. And we we understand that it's a bit like, you know, it's sort of modeled after after New York, which is a large city and it's full of crime. And you can argue that Batman is just one person trying to clean up the streets. He is a a one man uh, vigilante who is attempting to right the ills of society. And, and, and to that same point, he is because he is just one man, regardless of his wealth, all of that wealth shouldn't make him responsible for cleaning up the city because that comes with its own weird uh, strings. You don't really want wealthy people saying, I'll come in and clean up your streets because nobody wants that. I mean, for... For, for Batman, I mean, I, I give credit, Batman credit for taking in, for, you know, for taking in Robin, who's gone by, there's been multiple names. Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. And I, because I, I want, now I want, because I also want to think about Jason and I, yeah. there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of them. Mm. It was a bunch of Robins. Oh yeah, it was a bunch of Robins. Which, you know, and on that surface, it looks like, you know, I'm going to take this young gentleman in and, and I'm going to give him the best life that he would not have had otherwise. It's sort of a weird Annie situation. You know, if Daddy Warbucks was, you know, secretly um, wearing a, a PVC suit and, and repelling through the city. Daddy Warbucks is flying! <laughs> Wayne Enterprises is what? They, they, they are mostly, um, they're mostly industrialists. So they're mostly dealing with the, 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 the industrial complex. So they're making machinery. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess the best thing you can say about Batman is that he's not a Lex Luthor. Was using his money, you know, to manipulate the city, you know, feeding feeding money to uh, a criminal enterprise, which, you know, enriched them, but mostly enriched himself. And there's a lot wrong with, with Bruce Wayne, you know, he's seeing Selena Kyle on the side, you know, he's probably also seeing, seeing poison Ivy on the side. I'm sure he's seeing a lot of women on the side, uh, but he's too emotionally damaged to actually settle down, which would actually probably do him a little bit of good. You know, so I guess we have to be grateful that he's not a complete lunatic. You know, the vigilante angle is a negative because he is working outside of the law. Um, and if, you know, it's a kind of a liability. If Bruce Wayne were to be caught and exposed as Batman, there'd be lawsuits left and right. I mean, think about all the criminals that have been strung upside down and left to be found by the police. You know, you can't. Yeah. You can't convict those people. There's no yeah. evidence. He's not a cop. Yeah. What about the, what about the ones, you know, he actually branded uh some people in uh and I think that was in Batman v Superman, but I I digress. I was going to get it. <laughs> I'm just I mean he's not as bad as he obviously could be. He's not the Batman was the first and the detective, he was what? Detective, that was Detective Comics number one, was the Batman. Yeah, I think so. He, yes. was, he was supposed to, you know, help fight crime by solving the cases that, that the police mm -hmm. considered too difficult. But now it's just like he's going after street thugs. And while that might keep some areas of the city yeah. safe, um, it, it's, not as, it's not as helpful as as I'm sure he thinks it is. Right. You know, and all it does is bring out the crazies to like, hey, let's, let's take on the Batman. It's like, no, let's, let's not do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of my biggest problems with it is of course, the police is too dependent on him as a vigilante. And to the point that he, you know, he's like almost deputized where he can come and go where, where he pleases. And you're kind of, um, encouraging his behavior so you know the police are just as culpable in this um particular situation as anybody and um yeah it's not a good look you know and that's that's just that again that's just his his uh effect on society now let's talk about family because you touched on that um you're just talking about the robins right so all the robins i i literally put that in my notes all the robins so you know, first of all, we don't know anything else about his any extended family. I've never heard anything about that. So uh, I'm assuming that his his mother and father were both only children. Their mother and fathers were only children. He was an only child. And so uh, the only family that Bruce Wayne has in the world is Alfred, right? Who didn't give him the counseling that he needed or help him to, to adjust properly. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something, I swear. But one of the things that results from that is, and and don't get me wrong, because I'm not going to warp this into something that it's not. You know, some people make these make jokes about his relationships with Robbins and, and stuff like that. And I'm not going into that because that's not what I believe. I believe that, honestly, he wants he wants to recreate his own childhood and make it better, right? So he takes in these wards first, you know, young Dick Grayson, and he molds him into something that is much like himself or tries to. But since he is still dealing with his unresolved trauma, he is unable to have a, a significant open relationship with Dick and, you know, that father son type of relationship. Um, and and that kind of leaves them emotionally distanced. He's emotionally distanced from everyone. Right. But. I don't necessarily want to get into the one-on-one -on -one dynamics of this, his relationships with all of his Robins. What I want to touch on is why did you bring them into your business in the first place? You know, it's one thing to, you know, help a you know, young child and try to give them a better life and stuff like that, that, but no, you introduced them to danger and crime and put them smack dab in the middle of your insanity and sit and, and raise them like, Hey, this is normal to the point that B Batman is indirectly responsible for at least one Robin's death. 
who was Jason Todd. Yeah, Joker was the one who killed him, and he did eventually, spoiler alert, come back to life, but that's not the point, <laughs> you know? It's it's like everyone around him is is being placed into these these uh the, these dangerous situations that no child should be put into, and then they grow up with this almost equally warped sense of justice and working outside of the law, and then I argue like with Batgirl, you know, the Joker literally opened her, you know, she opens the door and the Joker shoots her and cripples her. She's 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 in a wheelchair. Um, because the Joker wanted to prove to Batman that all it takes is one bad day for someone to turn out just like the Joker, right? So that goes to show that you are directly uh, responsible for putting these children into these situations. And to be honest, there's no excuse for it. You can argue, oh, they, they wouldn't have had this money. They wouldn't have had this. They wouldn't have had the, the, the trauma uh, and and I equate it, and I will, I'm going there. I will equate it to a sense, a, like a, 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 a tad bit like child soldiers, you know? It's like you're training, you're honing these kids' skills and saying, okay, these are who you attack, this is who you judge, and you're teaching them how to be brutal to each other. Because regardless of what the crime is, you know, they're supposed to be due process. You're supposed to take these people to the police, you know, uh, or, or call the police and report a crime. You don't go in there, swing from, from wires and start beating the crap out of somebody and then say, hey, kid, come over here. This is how you punch a man half to death. <laughs> so and run them through a database that's connected to all sorts of other yeah. databases and, and use that as evidence. Yeah obstruction of just as much you know and that takes me to the that takes takes me right to the law Penda. yes because he breaks the law he yes. by definition he is a vigilante and i will admit that he has done some good uh you know uh in the grand scheme of things he's intelligent he is hyper focused he has some excellent qualities but when it comes down to it I, I, I would argue that he has contributed to the lawlessness of Gotham City. You know, he's he, if he's not beating criminals half to death, um, he's boinking them. <laughs> Just to be honest, you, you, touched, you touched on that with Catwoman. Um, he also, uh, Talia al Ghul, one of the, the top assassins in, in the DC universe, is his baby mama. You know, he literally had a kid with an assassin who's... Uh, uh, whose son, his name, his son's name is Damian Wayne. Mind you, Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin because that all the other Robins are kind of upbeat and they're kind of the light to Batman's darkness. But Damian, he's a chip off the old block. And when I mean a chip, it's a total chip on his on his shoulder. He's like, I don't have to listen to you. I was trained by the best assassins in the world, you know. And it's like you're just a guy running around in a exactly pack. like get out of here you're not my real dad and he's like yeah i actually am your real dad so whatever and and then the last wait i have two more points i wanted to make the no killing rule okay so as far as uh, you know from what they say in the comic books and what they say on a lot of the movies and stuff like that that batman has one rule now, you can argue uh, maybe he should have a killing rule, you know, because the Joker gets out every five minutes and kills like a dozen people every time he gets out. Uh, but, you know, Batman's like, I don't kill. So I could argue that point of why his so-called code is selfish, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep it really brief here and says he does kill people. Batman v Superman. That isn't that is DC canon now. Right. He blew people up. He punched the guy so hard he broke his neck. Um, he kills people. So you can argue the semantics all you want. But just sit down and watch the kill count on Batman v Superman. And you tell me if this man doesn't kill people. And one last point of why I just think he's the absolute worst. They have a musical. And that musical is called Holy Musical, Batman. And I'm done. It's Bond a musical. Batman must die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody do. Somebody get this man some help. I can't argue against any of it because, on its surface, I mean, 
everyone wants to be, everyone wants to have a superhero or someone that they can look up to. And I guess for some people in Gotham, people that have a very black and white view of, of justice and criminals and law, then he probably fits that bill. But because his methods are so unorthodox, unorthodox, and let's face it, unhinged, that a lot of what he does as Batman counteracts any good that he may do as Bruce Wayne. So yeah, Bruce Wayne can't funnel all of his money into social programs, although he he probably could. But he doesn't. I guess he chooses to ramble about in a in a big giant house and 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 throw parties and whatnot. Um, right. Exactly. But as Batman, he may be cleaning up the streets for petty little crimes, or even the crimes where we don't see the big picture. Penguin wants to blow up the ice rink. You know, the Joker wants to release chemical gas over the south side. And maybe we don't, people don't see that big picture that Batman ends up thwarting. On the other hand, his mere presence in Gotham City is a siren song to any lunatic out there that thinks that they can be the one, that they can make a name for themselves by taking down someone who's just as certifiable as they are. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful relationship that the Joker and the Batman have that they can't stay away from each other. Yeah. You know, you, it's given, you, it's, it's given it's, some why can't I quit you energy, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just, you know, ask Selena. I'm sure she'll be fine with it. Mm-hmm. You know, just find a nice cabin somewhere and you guys just the three of you just work it out. Just work it all out. It's okay. No judgment here. Everybody There's you know, no judgment. Is this is this is the 21st century. There is there's absolutely no judgment. How about you guys just get together and have a, a real good couples therapist mm-hmm. and then you guys can see your own therapist on the side somewhere. Mm-hmm. And what about Christopher Nolan's Batman series where he was literally breaking off the tops of rooftops when he was driving that giant tank of a Batmobile and just busting through walls and driving through, you know, people's apartment buildings and stuff like that. Who it's gets like, that bill? Yeah. Who gets that bill? They who literally who- like the little, uh, you know, L train type thing in the, in the climax for anyone, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman uh, trilogy, but in the very first movie, you know, the the bad guy gets his, but it's like they destroyed the whole L train and then, you know, that that was another one. He just, he, when I first saw it, he was like, uh, I don't, I, I'm not gonna kill you, because the train was out of control. He's like, but I'm not gonna, I don't have to save you either. And, and he let the dude die! And I was like, yeah! That's negligent homicide. Not to mention the amount of destruction. I mean, now <sighs> people can't get to work because you had to prove a point. You had to prove a point. You had to single-handedly think you're the only one who could save the world. And you know what that sounds like to me? A narcissist. Uh, only only he can save Gotham. And that's mm-hmm. why he can't leave Gotham. Exactly. So that's that's my take on, on The Dark Knight. Well, that was fun. Sounds like we're kind of on the same page. <laughs> I was going to, you know, I was like, but he's such a, but he's doing all that now. Mm-mm. No. Maybe it's being, you know, maybe it's being holed up for a year that you start to rethink some of your heroes. It's like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all their heroes are problematic. All of them. Yeah, but it's like you could have done this. But you did this, mm-hmm. and and now there's a bunch of people that are homeless because you wrecked their high rise. Right. I saved the <laughs> you world. You contaminated from these the drinking water. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, but I punched a joker out, and 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 I arrested this one guy. But you've done two million dollars worth of property damage. There, there several people's died. There's there's tens tens of tens of people who are injured. But you caught the Joker just in time for him to be released on a technicality again. So bravo, right. Batman. Wow. At some point, you got to wonder if, if, all, if, if all of his technicality releases are due solely to the fact that there's, there's a lunatic running around Gotham dressed like a bat. 
yeah, you think, and and then you you see these young superheroes that say, "Oh, I want to be Batman when I grow up," but then you got these other young people that says, "Ah, oh, man, I want to be like the Joker when I grow up." And I and and that and Batman may have killed, you know, inadvertently got my uncle lost his job or sent my brother to jail. So you're cre- he's creating a whole new generation of people who it's like he wants this, he needs this. So. I, I, I argue, are you a hero if you're doing it for yourself? No. Or are you just are you just a narcissist that happens to do heroic things? Yeah, you're 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 a hero by accident. Yeah. Because at because at this point you're just you're you're fighting for the sake of now you're fighting because keep you from being bored. Mm-hmm. Cause what you gonna do with all that money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like I you get build an orphanage. Right. Or, you know, or, or, you know, revitalize the L train that you destroyed. Yeah. Get some jobs programs going out there. So maybe people wouldn't be out there being low level drug dealers, but okay. Do you do where, you know, where are your STEM programs? Where are your, yeah. where are your, where, where are your, your high tech fast food joints, you know, so, so kids can, can make a living wage while flipping burgers. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know, Bruce. I think you have some 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 serious thinking to do. You need to sit down and think about what you've done with your life. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, Bruce Wayne, if you are listening to this, please get help. Get help. Get help. It's, <laughs> it's not too late. This is an intervention. This is an intervention. Get help. We love you. We love you. First and foremost, we love right. you. We're not blaming you. We just you. want the best. We want the best for you. We, we want to see you happy. Okay. We want to see you happy and safe. And, and safe. And we want to see Gotham safe. We want to see God. We want to see the citizens of Gotham safe. Yeah. Not just from the Joker and the Penguin, but from you. From you. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe maybe take a vacation to Arkham Asylum. See how you like it. I don't know. Just a suggestion. Suggestion. You could build your own wing with all that money. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All the, all the, so, only the very best in in, in, psych, in psychiatric in, in psychiatric care. All the top notch research could be right there at Arkham. Maintain that gothic arc ar, uh, that gothic architecture. Absolutely. But bring in first class doctors and scientists to to. To, and then you can be, you can switch gears and become a detective of the mind. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a possibility. The world's greatest mind detective. See, yeah, see. And and you want to know what's funny, Panda? And this is just, and I, I say this all the time, but this is my really last thought on this because it literally just popped into my head. Right. This is my really last thought because I was. As we were talking, I was literally thinking about this episode of Batman the Animated Series where he met his idol, and I think his name was the Great Ghost, right? And in real life, he was voiced by the original Batman from the 60s. Um, I can't recall his name right Adam now. West? Adam West, thank you. And so um, he, he was voiced by Adam West. So basically, Batman... Somebody was doing a crime, and I keep this brief. Someone was committing a crime, like almost verbatim off of an episode of The Grey Ghost. So Batman goes to try to re- recruit this older man. He's an older man now and says, you know, you need to help me find this guy and stop this guy. And Grey Ghost is like, dude, I'm an actor, you know? I mean, I, I don't have my original hips. Right. And so Batman was like... Uh, I'm so disappointed in you. You you know, I looked up to you when I was a kid and you're my hero. It's like, dude, I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm an actor. It's an imaginary character. Right. I was like, oh my goodness. But I just had to throw that in there for, for the record as well because it's like, talk about, you know, separating reality from, from fiction, even in fiction. Yeah, we got to get this guy a... Uh, uh, a uh, uh, holiday pass to to uh, Arkham Asylum. So, That's right. like, yeah, like one of those, like one of those Amtrak thirty day passes. Yeah, absolutely. there needs to be one for Arkham, an Arkham thirty day pass. Thirty day pass, you know. And then if you're not satisfied after thirty days, stay thirty more because you clearly <laughs> need it. 
Okay. <laughs> then we'll up your medication. We'll up your medication. We get you in that that jacket, that cool jacket that the, you know that all the cool cats are wearing. You know, well, a, few, <laughs> a few more group sessions, a few a little more, a few more one on ones. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get that. We'll get that chemical imbalance hammered out. Absolutely. So, <laughs> well, we are just just touched on all of kind of like the most problematic attributes and, and the things about the dark Knight. So I want to switch gears to another dark character that you may not be familiar with, but for all of the problematic qualities that Batman imbues is almost the opposite d- direction that this character imbues. So I want to take this opportunity to introduce everyone to one of my fictional heroes, Dritz du Erden, right? And so I, th- just be honest, I haven't thought about this, this character in years. Um, I recently saw on uh, the E3 conference, there was a trailer for this video game called Dark Alliance. And as I was looking at this trailer, I'm, I'm not particularly interested in all video games. I like what I like. But um, as I'm looking at this trailer, I look at this character and he looks super familiar with his dark skin and all white hair. And he is called Dritz Duerden. He is a dark elf, also known as a drow, who was created by R.A. Salvatore. Now, if none of that sounds familiar to you, I'm going to take you all the way back. And if you haven't heard of um, of uh, R.A. Salvatore or Dritz Duerden or... You may not have heard of uh, you may not have heard of the Forgotten Realms, or you may not have even heard of you know uh, Icewind Dale or the Forgotten Realms. I know you've definitely heard of Dungeons and Dragons, right? So I'm as I'm doing my research on this because, like I said, it got me kind of excited and, and I was like wait a minute so you're telling me that the Forgotten Realm series is a part of the whole Dungeons and Dragons universe so and then you drill down a little more through through the Forgotten Realm series there's this region called Icewind Dale which is kind of like tucked away in the, the 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 unforgiving wilderness and then it's this like town that, well actually it's 10 towns made up of 10 towns <laughs> where you follow this uh, character, uh, Dritz Duerden, uh, with his journey. And just a, a little bit bef- uh, about the author, uh, this whole universe, it, it consists of over 30 years and 30 books. There's graphic novels. There's video games. Um, he's still writing. Matter of fact, the, our, our Salvatore is released in the this, in this same universe, a new book that's coming out in August that's called The Starlight Enclave. Um, they have animated shorts. Um, it, it's uh, one that's p- in particular is called Sleep Sound, which happened to be narrated by Benedict Cumberbatch, right? So the, it's, it's insane. These characters are, have also been recently introduced into the Magic the Gathering game, right? So it, it's, it's something that uh, I feel like a lot more people should have been introduced to in a different media other than a video game. And don't get me wrong, video games are very influential. Um, There's a whole set of individuals who are strictly gamers. You wouldn't have a conference uh, if it wasn't a significant amount of individuals who are interested in this. However, I believe that before this, there should have been a lot more exposure to these characters. I mean, they are compelling. Like I said, you, you it mostly centers around this dark elf uh, named Dritz Du Erden, and uh, he he has companions. He has a, a dwarf uh, named uh, Bruner Battleham, Battlehammer. Um, a, uh, his human daughter, Brunor, raised a human girl like his own. Her name's Caddy Bree. She's kind of a badass um, for a human. Then we got a barbarian whose name is Wolfgar and a halfling named Regis. And you basically follow these dudes around, these, these individuals around um, who have adventures. They, there is danger. They build relationships. Um, they, they are on the road for redemption. They struggle with 
through courage and love and loss. Um, there's a, a, a extreme amount of world building in this uh, universe. Uh, like I said, uh, it takes the the original book that I was exposed to is called The Crystal Shard. It came out in 1988, but it's also a bigger part of um, the Icewind Dale trilogy. Uh, when you read one, you, you're going to fall in love with, with all three. It's super fantasy. Um, the world building is on the level of Lord of the Rings. I would definitely argue that um, you hear about these these different religious groups from the drow because basically Dritz's um, heritage uh, is as a dark elf. He's feared and despised on the surface just for being who he is. Let's, let's just hit the nail on the head there. Because of the color of his skin, he's despised and hated because there's other elves and there's you know other creatures in this world and and um but he kind of rebelled against the the ways of his people which was of violence and darkness and murder and stuff like that in the underdark and he left his city and i'm gonna butcher this name but it's menza menza borzanza and please everyone correct me um you can because the name is i'm gonna try it again menzo borzanza or it is close as I could get to it, but and they worship this uh this creature called Loth, the Spider Queen. It's it has so it, the world building is so deep and in depth. It rivals, like I said, the Lord of the Rings, um, with these intricate characters, these plots in like over thirty books, still writing to this day. Um, no signs of slowing down. And one of my biggest questions is, where's the the movie or the Netflix series, like The Witcher, or uh, which was suggested to me earlier today by Tech Guy, what about an anime series? You can really do justice to this if, and introduce people to these characters because you can't say it's, it's a matter of no one knowing who these characters are because there's a significant amount of the fantasy con uh, community. Some people actually consider R.A. Salvatore to be one of the most successful fantasy writers in the game so it's not popularity because we've seen some let's face it some puke that's made its way to the the silver screen just because it had a cult following right um i i just really would have i want to see more being done with these characters and i want to appeal to whoever i feel i need to appeal to and uh, as much as I ranted about how bad of a character uh, I believe Batman is as a hero, it's the opposite is true for Dritz. Um, Dritz is somebody who lays his life on the line every single day for his friends, for a town of people who despise him. You know, he, he literally, uh, put, not to give too much away, but he literally organized to help organize the defense of 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 people who despise him and think he's like the worst thing on the planet and he's humble and he's thoughtful and he's selfless and he's just embodies all of these excellent qualities but he also has a, a little streak of uh danger in him as well like when he gets to you know when he's ready to for that fight he gets a little hmm in him, a little gleam in his eye, like, oh yeah. And and as a a cat lady myself, he also has this giant panther companion, and her name is Guinevere, and she kicks butt and takes names, right? So if you're not familiar with uh the the dark elf, I would recommend just just looking him up, uh looking this character up, looking up the author, R.O. Salvatore. And, you know, just jump in. It's, it's a lot and it could be overwhelming. But for me personally, I started off, you can, you can read them in the chronological order of how the books occurred, or you can read them in the publication order. I personally uh, read the Icewind Dale trilogy and then, uh, and then jumped around a little bit. So a lot of information I got that was out of order. One day, 
as my magnum opus, I will sit down and read them all and uh, don't know when that will be, but I've read enough of them to, to know that this is a character who deserves to be exposed uh, to the general pop, you know? So I, I knew you were too, very familiar with the character, Penda, but um, if it's anything, if I can give you a jumping off point into fantasy, because I know you, you like some fantasy, but, you know, it's not your your whole jam. But if I was to give you a jumping off point with a little horror, you got giant spiders and, you know. No. You got, no, 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 no giant spiders. No. <laughs> they so how about how about sacrifice? I wouldn't say human sacrifice. It's more like elf sacrifice. Just, 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 just elf. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But if you're ever interested, or if anyone else out there in the audience is ever interested, or, or know knows what I'm talking about, Driss Duarte is the man. I love this character. I love his relationships with all of these other characters. You know, and and if and and if you've seen Lord of the Rings and you enjoyed Lord of the Rings, you're gonna enjoy these books if you read Lord of the Rings. Um, I I was enthralled immediately, and and again, just seeing this this trailer for this video game called Dark Alliance really rekindled my interest into these books that, like I said, that I hadn't thought about in years. So I'm I'm gonna jump back into the deep end, and um and talk about the legend of, and and enjoy the legend of Dritz. So that's my recommendation for the day. I just appreciate you taking the time to listen to a, uh, me ramble on about a topic that uh, is, is near and dear to my heart. Thank so you let's talk- do our TED talk. Right. <laughs> so on that note, let's talk about a topic that's near and dear to your heart, which is who's the better anime streaming service and this is an interesting one because this comes up a lot in in um in in some circles you know there there are there are streaming services like there's kiss anime and there's crunchyroll and there's funimation and it comes you know people are like sorry when you said funimation i said you should be watching i can't help it every time i hear it I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And so it so it becomes you know which is the better which is the better streaming service for your money because they both have free platforms, and then they both have a paid. They also have uh, premium tiers, and I think they're they're actually right now they're both uh, they're both priced at like six ninety nine. Okay. So it really boils down to there's not one better. If you like a large, wide ranging uh, catalog of anime then you're going to want to aim towards Crunchyroll. And as a disclaimer, Crunchyroll is owned by AT&T and WarnerMedia. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have the largest catalog of, of anime that, that, you, can, that you can watch. Um, and for the most part, it is subtitled. It is, well, very little of it is dubbed. That's, you know, it requires a, a different cost. But, but the, the subtitles... Um, at least from the things that I've seen, Attack on Titan used to be on Crunchyroll because I paid for it for a long time before I realized it wasn't on anymore. <laughs> that Funimation had picked it up, so Funimation became the exclusive um, distributor for for Attack on Titan. But Crunchyroll has a lot of it. They have stuff that's just for kids. They have stuff that's fantasy. They have stuff that's more adult oriented. They they have something for everyone, and you're not gonna flip through the Crunchyroll catalog and come away going, "I didn't find anything." Funimation, on the other hand, mm-hmm. Funimation is owned by Sony. The catalog is not as wide ranging. They do have exclusives. Um, Dragon Ball is um, run and owned exclusively by by Funimation. Um, uh, Evangelion, Full Metal Alchemist, right now Attack on Titan, and a lot of Funimation um, is released to Netflix. So you could ask yourself, well, why should I pay for Funimation if it's just going to end up on Netflix anyway? And the answer is because if it's Funimation, you're gonna it's gonna get there a little earlier. Um, there is still that lag between what when yeah. it airs, when it's dropped on Funimation, and I think it's like a week. Um, if if I if I remember watching Attack on Titan, um, if I wanted to watch it the day it dropped, 
then I would pay for Funimation or I could wait for it to hit, um, for hit, it to hit Netflix. Um, Funimation also has dubs. So if you would prefer to listen to voice actors and music, which Funimation also puts money into, they put money into those voice actors. They put money into crafting a lot of that music for, for some of these series, then Funimation is going to be your, your better bet for that. I mean, and, and in the end, for all of this, you know, whether you stand Crunchyroll or you're going to carry a flag for Funimation, a lot of it is really kind of moot at this point because Funimation bought Crunchyroll for $1.2 billion over the winter. It's to consolidate the catalog. Uh, they're going to see what they have. I th- at the, Right now, for the time being, they're going to remain two separate entities, which I think is fine. Um, you're still going to have folks that you know, they'll, they'll, they'll stand Crunchyroll till the day they die and, and good for them. And, you know, sometimes you want to have that separate, you know, maybe this is where they have all the not as adulty stuff will be on Crunchyroll because anime attracts a lot of kids. Let's face it. They have a lot, a lot of really adorable, cute Mm -hmm. characters and maybe there's some stuff that's going to be inappropriate for younger audiences. I'm sure there's there's disclaimers, right? I'm sure there are disclaimers. Um, so they're still trying to figure out how they're going to how they're going to you know divide up those the spoils of wars for that. But you know because each platform has not only their exclusive content, but they have their own giveaways. They have their own their own watch parties for for different shows. Um, personally, I'm Funimation because I prefer either dubs or subs, but because I know exactly what it is I'm looking for, what I'm looking for is almost always going to be on Funimation. That's your Attack on Titan. That's your, mm. you, most of Black Butler is on, um, is on Funimation. Um, but I think in the end, we're, it's really going to work towards bringing this wide range of anime fans um, from both platforms together, and they're going to create this giant monolith of, of of fantastic stuff to watch. I mean, and then you're still going to have your Kiss Anime, and you know it's it's a smaller platform and it's not as well known, but it is picking up some of the indie stuff that you're not going to be able to ne- necessarily get from a bigger studio. Um, corporate store like Funimation or Crunchyroll. I mean, we used to go over to Devonshire Mall, you know, back once upon a time when Canada was open. Right. We used to go to Devonshire Mall um, in Windsor or outside of Windsor, and there was a little, there was a little kiosk called Momoyama, which I think translates to Peach Mountain. I could be wrong. They just they told us that's what it meant, but they could have been lying. It's like stupid America. Stupid America kiosk and set up like you know like those weird little fragrance kiosks you know in the middle of the mall now but it had all the anime stuff it had keychains and books and trading cards and and it had bootleg vhs tapes and that's where i was able to acquire the sailor moon movies all the ovas for that which I still have the clamshells for those. I still have, and I know they're in storage right now. I meant to get them, but now we don't have to like leave the country to get, <laughs> to get our anime. And, you know, we don't have to talk about it in hushed tones for fear of getting beat up because there are plenty of, right. Yeah. Yeah. There are plenty of platforms now there. I mean, this stuff is on Netflix. Some of the stuff is on Hulu. Yeah. Um, there are entire channels and categories devoted to this. In summary, all the platforms are good. It all depends on what it is you're looking for. So one isn't necessarily better than the other. And even though Funimation now owns Crunchyroll, that still doesn't make Funimation better. It just makes it geared towards a different audience. My my recommendation is watch what you want. Just just watch it and talk about it and find friends and 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 keep the movement going because the world needs. The world needs good anime. The world needs bad anime. The world. The world needs all of it. The world needs anime. (laughs) All All of it. it. Well, yeah, I'm not... um, I I like what I like, so uh, my exposure to anime, I would honestly say is limited because, you know, I have specific animes that I like and want to see. Of course, Attack on Titan is one. um, I, I finished Yashihime not too long ago. 
course I'll rewatch Inuyasha to the end of time. Um, Black Butler. It's 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 several. I, I say it's several, but I I never have actively seeked out anime. If I've heard some good things about it from other sources, then I will check it out. But I, I watch such a strange variety of different stuff. Like um I'm I'm literally wishing for um for uh the Attack on Titan to, to finish up because we we've got half of the last season but they haven't dropped the the, the second part of of the the final season and um I'm um I'm getting most of my anime from uh Hulu and Netflix so uh, but in in Hulu they have a, a kind of a little offshoot of Crunchyroll like you can see some stuff that Crunchyroll has and you can see some stuff that Funimation has so this it's like a little mini channels two little mini channels inside of Hulu so that's where I get you know a lot of my stuff from um but honestly I'm not going to be happy until Yuri on Ice season 2 comes out um season 1 was so good so good and I I'm I'm just like I'm waiting for the stuff that I like. <laughs> that's I think that's my only opinion when it comes to like anime streaming services. I'm I like what I like and I, and I want what I want and I and I watch it on anything at any time. <laughs> and and that in summary, I am a superficial fan. <laughs> that's, that's right. We are superficial fans that like everything. And we yeah, don't yeah. we don't know the characters half the time and it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Because we like watching stuff and we like talking about the stuff that we watched, yeah. even if we can't remember what the characters' names are. Because mm-hmm. I can never remember characters' names. It's that guy that with dude. the scar on his eye. The, it's the, one... the guy with the tattoos. And the hair. It's the guy that in the hair. The yeah. guy with the hair. <laughs> the guy with the hair. Yeah. Mm. It's like not no little silly things like facts and details and truth are going to stop me from enjoying and talking about the stuff that we like. Okay. That's right. That's right. You can shove your gatekeeping, shove it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So on that positive note, I guess we can uh, jump into the new news and uh, new news, new news. So what's new with you? Uh, the only thing new with me is that I have, (laughs) (laughs) so for the longest time, I thought I broke something in my foot. Yeah. Because my foot hurt when I walked and I was hobbling around a lot and some days it hurt really a lot, you know, hurt a lot. And so I finally took myself to the doctor like an adult and can you look at this owie on my foot and it's not broken, it's not broken. That's great news. news. There is nerve damage. (laughs) That's not so great news. So at some point I did, there is like, there's a healing stress fracture in my foot from who knows when, but consequently, and then like there are two little, like little bone chips just floating in my body. But consequently, that means that there is an inflamed nerve in my foot. Oh, wow. And it means that being because it's nerve, because it's an inflame and it's a damaged nerve, I can't just stay off it for a few days and it'll get better. It's a nerve and it's going to be a long time before it heals. So the, the smart, you know, as he told me, as I'm sitting in the doctor's office, he's like, well, he's like, well, the smart thing to do would be to, to stop running and, and stay off it and keep it wrapped and just do uh, like have do low impact workouts until it heals in four to six months. Four to and six then we months. both laughed and laughed and laughed because we know I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Cause it's, cause nerves don't heal like bones. Whoa. They're you know, so, so it, you know, you have to, it takes compression. It takes, cortical steroid shots which are awful and there's more to healing nerve damage and nerves grow like a teeny teeny tiny amount you know when they're healing so it could take a while for this to heal I can baby it um I can keep it wrapped I can take anti-inflammatories I can get cortisone shots I don't want to, but I'm going to because that will keep me mostly pain-free. Gotcha. So that was my my new thing was getting 
uh, a cortisone shot in the nerve in my foot in the doctor's office. Well, and that was awful. That that doesn't sound fun at all. Not- no, it was not fun, but it was an experience that I put in my journal. That does not sound fun at all. I don't know. I see him again next week so he can do it all over again. So Right. Yeah. So that was my new new. I, I I now have a I now have a podiatrist. Like most women my age. <laughs> <laughs> I I am you know, as you get older you collect doctors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some doctors you don't need anymore, and other doctors you pick up. So now I have picked up a podiatrist. So what's new new in your life? Well, new news. Um, why I am waiting for streamers the, the sequels uh to hatch. Um, I have been immersing myself in new television. So uh the new season of Rick and Morty started. It did not disappoint. I mean, it was insane. So if you haven't checked out Rick and Morty, I recommend you start it out. You could you could you could pretty much run through them in a whole weekend. Um if you're determined, but it's it's full of laughs and hilarious. So I've definitely been checking out the the that uh, that's new, as well as um, I was just shown the new Halloween trailer, right? And oh, sure. yeah, so this is the first time I've been pumped about a Halloween trailer, and I don't know, maybe since I was a kid. Because, like, I saw the, the the one right before it with, you know, Grandma Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's protecting her grandbabies and stuff like that. So, apparently, she's like, get off my lawn! Get off my lawn, Michael Myers! You know, I will I will shoot you! Get out of here! You know, so so when I saw that, that was a pretty good movie. Um, I feel like it, it, it could have been its own reboot. They were trying to, like, sweep away the disasters of, you know, the some of the other Halloweens that came out. Rob Zombie. Oh man, don't get me started with that. Is that the one with Buster Rhymes in it? It was probably. Oh, oh man, wow, wow. So they felt. I felt like they redeemed themselves a little bit with this. Uh, the the other Halloween with Grandma Jamie Lee Curtis, and um. So now they're picking up right where they left off, where they like. If anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, they dealt with Michael, and uh, just watch the trailer. The trailer was so funny and fun to me because just to say in this trailer, they're taking action that they should have taken in every horror movie that has ever occurred. I'm talking about, yes, I am saying, why didn't you do this in the first place? You, we could have, we would never have any murderers if we, well, except for Freddy Krueger. That's the only clue I'm going to give you. Um, about uh, the justice that is going to be wrought on Michael Myers, hopefully. So either way, this trailer got me excited enough to want to actually see uh, the new Halloween movie. Don't know any details about it yet. I think it's just still in the, um, you know, still in the early stages. Maybe it'll come out this fall. Maybe it'll come out for Halloween. But I didn't see a date. If I catch a date, I'll, I'll definitely convey it to everyone. But uh, overall, just check it out. It's on um, it's on YouTube. So if you're curious, check out the new Halloween trailer. Um, other than that, um, I just got a year older, and that's about it. No big deal. I, I Happy soon, birthday! Hey, thank you. Happy I will soon birthday. be accumulating another doctor for my birthday present as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, where? Tell me where it hurts this year. Oh, right. Everywhere. It hurts everywhere. So. Oh, and it looks like uh, Halloween Kills will be out um, October 15th. Ah, thank you for that. Oh, just in time for Halloween. So I, I wasn't just completely off. Uh, nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and other than that, uh, it's been a pretty uneventful uh, time period for me, which I am not complaining about at all. Um, it's, it's, sometimes it's good to unplug everything, not, you know, destroy your nerves in your feet or anything unplug, but, you know, just regular unplug. That's all we got today, folks. I feel like That's it was it. a really great episode. Once again, uh, we, we talked. We got about, a lot off our chest. We got a lot. It was a lot to get off our chest, wasn't it, this time? A lot to process. It was a we lot got to, through it. Yeah, we got a lot. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's therapeutic, you know. 
you know, it's, it's therapeutic to be able to talk about some of the things that we, we, uh, we like and don't like in, in this, uh, this wonderful world of all of these different media and different uh, shows and movies and books and, and video games and everything that we like. So again, if you like it too, please continue to check us out. Just do all that stuff we're going to tell you to do in a minute. Okay. So that's right. That's right. It'll also be like in the show notes because I've been really good about putting this stuff in the show notes. Check out the show notes. We continue to bring you quality content and unlicensed medical advice. Yes. <laughs> unlicensed medical advice and clear, concise content that is totally 100% researched all the time. All the time. So... If you, if you like it straight from the text, you keep you keep sticking sticking with us, okay? Because uh, that's right, we got it. We we promise you won't be bored. Right, absolutely. And hopefully, at the end of the show, you won't be sober because I know I'm not. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. It's like I got this. This is great. We're 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 two beers in. We're well lubricated. Mm-hmm. Now we're ready to take on the evening. Absolutely, which will probably include like half of a pizza, uh, a horror movie, and a nap. I think I'm just going to skip straight to the nap. Fan service with Cat and Penda is produced by our own we selves, Cat and Penda. If you like what you hear, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so other cool people can find us. If you love what you hear, you can support us for as little as 99 cents a month. You can find us on Twitter at Cat and Penda and leave us a voicemail message at the link below. Feel free to drop us a line at catandpendafanservice at gmail.com. But if you hate us, you can still do all of the same things, but maybe quietly and to yourself. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Yay!